Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, here we go. Episode four of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Thank you to all of my early adopters. Hard launch coming soon. I got to tell you, every week, it seems like this country spirals closer and closer to a constitutional crisis because we have an administration that just thinks it's above the law. It's amazing to me. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time, not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours was a nation of the battle, not the bullet. And a secret procedure. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizens live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the commonwealth. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women, folks with disabilities, all pledging allegiance under the same proud flag to this big, bold country that we love. That's what I see. That's the America I know. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. God, I hope that's still right. I hope that there's nothing wrong with this country that can't be cured by what is right with this country. But it is time for people on the left to stop rolling over and pretending that the rules haven't changed and that we're not living in a different world than we were just two and a half years ago. I, I This week should be demonstrative to all of us. We have an attorney general of the United States that's a subpoena. I don't care about your subpoena. I'm not going to give you the unredacted Mueller report. Oh, you want me to come testify before the House of Representatives? Nah, not going to come. I don't like your rules. And I don't know exactly what the Democratic Party and leaders in Congress plan to do about it. I I don't know what their game plan is. I I don't think having uh, a hearing with an empty chair and then having people hand out chicken is going to make the cut. Now, I don't know if there should be impeachment of the president of the United States, but I I actually think I'm willing to try impeachment by proxy. What do I mean by that? I think that the Democrats in the House of Representatives should consider, should they not come to an agreement this week for Barr to testify and for Barr to turn over the documents that they requested, I think they should consider impeaching Barr. One of the articles of impeachment against Richard Nixon, in fact, Article 3, that was drafted was in failure, the failure of the Nixon administration to comply with congressional requests. That has been proven to be an impeachable offense. It is, in fact, obstruction of justice. 
So I don't know. Uh, I don't know what it's going to take to get these guys to come around. But I do know that what the Democrats are doing right now on the Hill is not working. It's not working. I mean, look, the, the president's poll numbers are dismal, but they're pretty much where they were when he won the presidency. He's at 41 percent in the average of polls, which is where he's been. And yes, there's been a couple of polls that come out that show him losing to just about every Democrat or in a close race to every named Democrat. But give him time to call that person a socialist and for us to be like, I'm not a socialist. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe shoot back with you're a fascist. You're a totalitarian. You have taken this country in a direction that is un-American. You do not believe or understand the Constitution of the United States. That's why, like, you know, the president's taking judges from this group called the Federalist Society, a bunch of guys who wear bow ties that have never read the Federalist Papers, if you ask me. Uh, To them, it's just less government. Government's so small it could fit inside a woman's vagina because you can't have choice with these guys either. So I I don't know where this ends. I don't know where this is going. I know that we're in unprecedented times, and I know that we've all said that dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of times. But I I don't know. I've had it. I don't know if you've seen me on TV this week. Did a bunch of appearances. I uh, I did an appearance on on Monday. That went well. Actually, Tuesday, which went pretty viral. Uh, It was about. Uh, Joe Biden and Lucy Flores, she had a, a an op-ed in the New York Times. I mean, New York Times, Lucy Flores has said, and it says it in her op-ed, that, oh, that Biden's not a bad guy. He didn't do this in a uh, harassing way or a sexual way, but he's also not sorry, which he said he's sorry, you know, for making her feel uncomfortable dozens of times. But that was the topic of my Fox News appearance, of course, because, you know, Let's talk about Joe Biden because the New York Times is giving Lucy Flores her fifth round of fame over this, which is, I, I don't get it. I don't even know what she's accusing him of, of being what? An old guy who, who's a little touchy in not a bad way. She, she says it wasn't harassing. It wasn't sexual. So I'm on with this guy, Mark Thiessen, who writes sometimes for the Washington Post. He heads one of these ridiculous conservative think tanks. He's not a bad guy. I know Mark not a bad person. And he is going nuts about Joe Biden sniffing this woman's hair. And I said, Mark, stop clutching your pearls over nothing. And it went a little viral because he is clutching his pearls over nothing. Because I don't remember the conservative movement that was so outraged by Bill Clinton's infidelity What are we going to tell the children, they said. Remember them? We got a president of the United States who's caught on tape saying he grabs women by the pussy. And I could say that on my podcast. I can't say that on my radio show. He says he grabs women by the pussy. And I don't see Mark Thiessen complaining about that. I said this in the uh, Martha McCallan hit on Fox News. I didn't see Mark Thiessen going nuts about that. I didn't see him, you know, outraged. It's never right. What he said, it's never right to smell a woman's hair. Yeah, it's never right to grab a woman by the pussy that you don't know either. It's never right. 
It's never right to pay off porn stars for their silence. I'd like, you know, before Mark Thiessen starts clutching his pearls and before the conservative movement of this world starts saying what a, a disreputable person anyone is, whether it be uh, whether it be Joe Biden or Cory Booker or Pete Buttigieg, as I talked about last week, I'm sure they'll find something on some of the great women that are running like Kamala Harris. And I got to talk about Kamala Harris in a minute. Before they do that, I want to see them talk about the president. I want to see them call for the release of all non-disclosure agreements with every woman who ever claimed that they were sexually harassed or sexually assaulted or worse by the president of the United States. Before they clutch their pearls and say, oh my goodness, Pete Buttigieg is a sinner. Joe Biden's a little touchy. Did you see him on The View? He was like a foot away from them because he was so concerned. I want to see them call for the release of every non-disclosure agreement this president has ever signed with any woman who claims any sort of inappropriate behavior by the president. Anybody he's ever paid off, anybody he's ever gotten an NDA from. I want them all released and I want to see it. Oh, and you know what else I want to see? I want to see all of the footage from The Apprentice that we haven't been allowed to see All the cutting room floor apprentice footage. These guys clutching their pearls. But let me go back to the Democrats and Bill Barr. Let me start with the Democrats in the Senate. And and I've, I've lamented about this before. If you've been listening to my radio show, if you've been listening to this podcast, this is only the fourth week. I don't know if I've gotten to this on the podcast. Guys, all my media appearances meld together. And I don't know if you know if I'm being a little more aggressive today because I got a note that I was not aggressive enough on my Aggressive Progressive podcast. I'm more aggressive on the radio, but you know, I do the radio in a studio and there are people I'm bouncing off of and there are callers and I'm going nuts. And here I'm in my office at my house, looking out my window, seeing birds fly by. So it's a little harder, but nobody's home today. So I could be as crazy as I want to be without anybody saying, what's going on in there? Anyway. My problem with these hearings, and I said this about the Kavanaugh hearings, and I'll say it again. The Democrats in the Senate, they're, they're, they, one, there's no need for an opening statement from any of you. You have five minutes to question this guy. Get to the questions. Two, have a plan. And it should be a plan of every single Democrat on the committee working together to get to the truth. You don't need your stupid sound bites on the local news in Hawaii or whatever stupid state you're from. We have a constitutional crisis going on right now. And you guys are playing by the pre-2016 rules. And that's got to stop. You have to acknowledge, you have to acknowledge we're in a different world. And as far as I'm concerned, the only senator that got any shots in against Bill Barr was Kamala Harris. She was fantastic. She left that guy bleeding on the turf. And the next guy should have took up her line of questioning. Or you know what? Better yet, next time there's a Senate Judiciary hearing with a member of the administration. How about all of you numbnuts let Kamala Harris do all the questioning? She's the only one who gets it. 
And I hope to God that bumps her in the presidential polls. I've been saying for a while, she's the one to watch. I think she's the nominee ultimately. And I don't endorse candidates. I don't, that's not my thing. But if I had to do a horse race thing right now, and I know everybody, oh, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, you know who's number one in the polls at this point in, let's say, uh, 2004? Joe Biden, not Joe Biden, Joe Lieberman. He had Joe Mentum. Joe Lieberman in 2004. For the same reason, Joe Biden's in first place right now. Former vice, well, he was the vice presidential candidate. He was the name everybody knew. He was in first place. John Kerry ultimately won that nomination. He was like in fifth place and there was only like eight people running. So don't pay too close attention to what's going on right now. I know that the president is most worried about Joe Biden. He should be most worried about Kamala Harris because she will cut him on that debate stage in ways he's never been cut before because she seems to have a plan where these other people on the Senate have no plan. The Republicans, they have a plan. They have a plan. They stay on message. There is a strategy. They're like the Cylons. I'm rewatching Battlestar Galactica. So if I make a lot of Battlestar Galactica comments, the new Battlestar Galactica, even though I love the one from the 80s and the 70s, the new one is one of the most intense sci-fi series you'll ever watch. It's it's brilliant. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, so if I'm making a lot of Cylon references now, you know why. I'm also going to, by the way, I'm also after the break in a few minutes, I'm going to tell a story about a surreal experience I had with Scarlett Johansson this week, which pretty surreal. Looking forward to talking about that. Hope you listen for it. So back to the, the, the questioning and back to this problem that the Democratic senators have. And, and, I, and I think the House will have the same problem and probably worse because, you know, at least the senators are senators. They're a higher quality of elected official for the most part. And they're all pretty smart. In the House, you never know what you're going to get. I, I got to tell you, when... Uh, when Cohen testified, I think there were a lot of decent questions, but the person who impressed me the most was AOC. I think she had real a real line of questioning against him. And I, 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 I get why the House Judiciary Committee, Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler wanted to have counsel question the Attorney General because the counsel would do a better job than the members. The members are trying to get their soundbite and forget it, not even on the state TV. They're trying to get on their local television news. Which, by the way, you don't need to do a hearing to do that. Just do a press conference after the hearing. Your local paper will pick it up. It's kind of important. The Constitution's been thrown out the window by the President of the United States. And the Attorney General of the United States, our Chief Law Enforcement Officer, seems to be acting as the President's defense attorney and is a little bit lawless himself. He's the guy that you all thought was this kind of, uh, I guess he's a mainstream Republican. No, he's clearly not. He's Trump's rabid cur. And he probably should be impeached. Impeachment by proxy. Let's get every document out. The guy lied, said he hadn't heard from Mueller. He heard from Mueller twice. Not to mention other phone calls that he had that he won't show us the notes from. He was asked, can we see the notes? No. You know, Blumenthal was a prosecutor too, and he sucked in that hearing. Kamala Harris is our best questioner. We should use her always in these hearings. She should get all the time. Every minute, they should yield their time to her. 
No opening statements, no nothing. Go for the kill, senators. She did. This is not 2015. This The Republicans are going to go up there and talk about uh, Spygate and Lisa Strzok. Or whatever their names were. The people who were texting to each other. Give me a break. They know it's nonsense. They're feeding their sheep. Their cult. They are a cult of personality around Donald Trump, and that's it. And we're playing. And we're playing by, uh, you know, the rules of the 18th century that the founders put down. Guys, ladies, it's over. We're in a different world now. Different rules apply. This president doesn't care about the rules. He doesn't care about traditions. Our constitution, our federalist system, our republic relies on people having goodwill, relies on people doing the right thing. They are denying subpoenas for sports. They are denying your requests to come testify for sport because it gets their base riled up. They're sticking it to the libs. That's what they're doing. And you're letting them. And your response is to have a guy with a bucket of chicken. That guy should be removed from the committee, Speaker Pelosi. Get him off that committee. This is a serious committee for serious people. We have a serious problem. It it deserves serious attention. Any non-lawyer on that committee needs to go now. That's not true. But any non-serious person on that committee needs to go now. And they should fight this guy they should subpoena him immediately. They should send the sergeant of arms to go get him. I know he'll be stopped by the attorney general's on security detail. Let's not forget the attorney general is the chief law enforcement officer of the country. Yet he seems lawless. Think about that. I, we are in banana republic territory, America. We are already there. Don't even think about this as someplace we're going. It's where we are. And you should be very worried about it. Because I think it's more likely than not that this guy gets reelected. And I blame Bernie Sanders for that, who won't leave the race. Look, what's going to happen is Bernie Sanders is going to lose Iowa and he's going to lose New Hampshire and he's going to keep going. He's going to collect delegates and he's going to divide the party again. And that's not good for this country. I don't hate Bernie Sanders, America. I don't. I don't hate him at all. I just think that we need to be, when you're done in this race, get out of the race. You're not going to win a convention floor vote, Bernie, and your people are going to go nuts because of it. Nobody's giving you their delegates after they lose. It's not going to happen. The delegates are not going to come vote for you. Anybody who's not your delegate doesn't like you. So I'm just being realistic. I know I'm going to get emails and texts. By the way, you can tweet me at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. I'm Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram. Oh, and by the way, one of the reasons why I haven't hard launched yet is because I need to get verified by Facebook to run Facebook ads with Revolver now that they've got this new policy on political ads, which I think is a good policy. It just takes seven days. (laughs) So anyway. But you're an early adopter. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope I'm aggressive enough for you today. I think I feel I feel pretty aggressive. 
But I, this is what I want to see. I want to see committee hearings where we actually have a plan and we go for the gut. We go for the throat. We go for the kill shot on these guys. They would do it. To, they would not give a second thought to doing it to us. They've always had a plan. When Christine Blasey Ford came to testify, they had a plan. They brought a prosecutor in. It was a smart move because they would have looked like idiots questioning her. And they did a great job bringing that prosecutor in. Oh, and it was okay for her. So I don't understand why it's not okay for the Attorney General of the United States. Is he somehow better than her? Like, is that what they're saying? That she was just a human being? Uh, an American who was trying to do the right thing for her country, but he's the attorney general. He should be treated differently. Listen, America, tell your conservative friends who are always talking about class warfare about this class warfare. The attorney general should be treated different than any other American. Why? On what planet should that happen? I think Kamala Harris is a, is a rock star. And this is not the first time she was she was the, the only one who really drew blood on Kavanaugh and she was the only one who drew blood on Bill Barr. She really drew blood. And the question should have been an easy answer, right? Uh, have you been asked by the president to investigate your political opponents? And he couldn't answer it, which means, yes, he was asked by the president of the United States and the New York Times later on had a story about this. Yes, he was asked by the president of the United States to investigate his political opponents, including Joe Biden, by the way, America, including Joe Biden, the guy running now, not just Hillary Clinton, not just the whole Spygate nonsense that they brought up. No, 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 no. He's asking the attorney general of the United States to investigate his political opponents. And, you know, we're worried about the conflict in Venezuela and this guy Maduro, who was undemocratically elected. Look at what we've got going on here. It's the same thing. The exact same thing. Bill Maher on his show Friday night said, if this guy got elected in another country, we'd bomb it. That is a great line, and it is absolutely true. What's going on here is an assault on democracy. It is an assault on our Constitution. It is an assault on our system. And we've got Democrats who think bringing a bucket of chicken to a hearing is a good idea. That's the loyal opposition in the majority. The majority of this country, the American people put Democrats in charge of the House of Representatives for a reason. They want a proper check on this president. But they better do the right thing and they better do it right. And they better do it right now because time is running out. And this guy's going to get reelected if we don't start getting our act together soon. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. (laughs) God knows I need it. When I get back, I'm going to tell you my story about my surreal dinner with uh, with uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, last week. Uh, so stick around. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. <laughs> All right, that was aggressive enough, I think, right? I, you know, I normally have a guest here, but uh, I didn't do a radio show Thursday night. And I was scheduled to do a radio show Thursday night. And the reason why I didn't do my radio show Thursday night, you should be listening to Janet Johnson and me talk about politics now. But you'll see that next week, I think. I think Janet's coming on on Thursday. I don't know. There'll be somebody here. 
I got a call around one o'clock. I was out for a run. I, I usually run at lunchtime. Breaks up the day, de-stresses me, makes me eat less, which is good. I get a call from a, a colleague of mine says, uh, hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, I got my radio show. Can you? He goes, can you cancel it? I go, I don't like canceling it. He's like, well, do you want to have dinner with Colin Jost and his girlfriend, Scarlett Johansson? And I said, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm a huge fan of both of theirs. I just saw the Avengers movie. I won't give any spoilers away. But unlike the, um, uh, not The Walking Dead, but, but yes, The Walking Dead, unlike Game of Thrones, I could see everything in the battle. I don't understand what's going on in Hollywood today where people are making everything dark. Anyway, it was a charity event. It was only 18 people there other than uh, Scar Joe and Colin Jost and a couple people from the charity, I guess. Very small, intimate dinner at a great restaurant down in the village. Uh, I think it was called Hudson Clearwater, and I'm absolutely going back there. Every I, I usually don't stay for an entire event, even an event like this. Um, you know, I live way out on the island. I don't want to drag myself home at like two o'clock in the morning, but the appetizers were so good. I decided to stay, but that's besides the point. Hudson Clearwater, check it out. It's on Hudson street, uh, down in the village. So I, uh, I get there and, um, I'm talking to some people. Everybody there was very hip and very nice. And I felt very out of place and very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Forget about the fact that ScarJo was there, but I felt weird. And I'll get to more of that in a minute. Having a good conversation with this guy who happens to be Colin Joe's like neighbor. He's in commercial real estate or something. We're having a good conversation. Scarlett's not there yet. She she comes in. And she doesn't come in uh, with an entourage. She comes in by herself, wearing a leather jacket, walks in this very tight space. I mean, smaller than my living room, This uh, uh, this this part of the restaurant where we were. And she uh, walks up to us and says, excuse me, can I just get by? I want to get to my brother. The Her brother, uh, Hunter Johannesson, uh, runs the charity that we were having the event at. It was, uh, it's called Solar Responders. They're, they're putting uh, solar panels and batteries uh, into all the fire stations in Puerto Rico after Maria. It's a really great idea. Great charity. So she walks by us, and I, I, I say to the guy I was talking to, I go, you know, only in New York can one of the biggest, most famous, one of the most famous people on the planet walk by you, and uh, we have to pretend we didn't know who she was. That's how the evening started, right? She walks in, she walks by, I pretend I don't know who she is. Now, I, I later got to say hello, I introduced myself, she was very nice, Colin Jost, he is a, a really great guy, absolute great guy, smart, funny, accommodating, very gracious kind of guy. Went to Harvard, uh, you know, I talked to him for a little bit. I'm a huge Saturday Night Live guy. Uh, anybody who's been following me on Twitter or, you know, through my career in media knows that I, I, I really, I'm looking forward to the day where I'm made fun of on Saturday Night Live. I'm in one of these sketches where they like have you know, Judge Janine's panel and it's me and Bongino and, and I don't know. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but if it ever does, uh, you'll hear about it here because I won't stop talking about it ever. So forget about the celebrity part of it. The crowd of these 18 people, I felt like I was the, one of the oldest people there. I wasn't the oldest person there. 
they just were all hip. I was the only person there in a suit. You know, I, I came straight from, you know, my day job and I was in a suit and uh, I felt very uncomfortable. Not And nobody made me feel uncomfortable. Everybody there was super nice. I had multiple deep, fun, interesting conversations with a lot of interesting people, all with interesting jobs and interesting points of view. And everybody there was a liberal, which by the way, uh, if I go to a room with liberals, nobody knows who I am, right? None of the liberals know who I am in these rooms. I'm only known among conservatives. It's just the way it is. So I, uh, I, I, I'm there and I stay and the food is great. I'm talking to the owner of the place uh, who was fantastic and gracious and very interested in, in, in energy policy. It was a really interesting night. But I kept thinking all night, when am I going to get asked to leave? When is somebody going to come over to me and say, you know, uh, you don't belong here. You need to go. I, I literally felt like I was 11 years old and I was in high school. Or maybe I was 11 years old and I was in college. I, I think everybody that does what I do thinks that they're a fraud on some level. Thinks that they're faking it. Thinks that they don't know. Uh, it's very rare. I, I've kind of gotten over that, right? I'm I'm at a stride in my career, both you know, my professional career, my media career, where I feel pretty good about what I'm doing, and I think I've I've uh, I've got some game. But I'm sitting in this room with all these crazy people, and and two of the biggest stars, literally, you know, Scarlett Johansson's you know, arguably one of the most famous people in the world, right? I mean, Donald Trump, obviously, because he's president of the United States, but Scarlett Johansson is. Arguably one of the most famous movie stars in the world. I, I was trying to think the other day who was more famous. I mean, Beyonce? I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know that Beyonce is more famous. Not this weekend. I mean, I went to see the Avengers. It made a billion dollars this week. But I just felt odd. Like I wasn't hip enough to be in that room. I mean, everybody was hip. It was a hip, diverse crowd. And I was like an old, bald, white guy hanging out with these hip, diverse people. And most of them were my age. I mean, Scarlett Johansson is not that much younger than me. She's younger than me. I talked to her brother all night. Great guy. Great ideas. Wants to help people. My kind of crowd. I like helping people. I like smart conversations. I, You know, I like the Avengers movies. I, I liked Ghost in the Shell. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I liked it. I like the movie when she, uh, uh, when her brain expanded. I can't remember what that one was called. It was great. Lucy. I think it was called Lucy. So I don't know why I felt so uncomfortable. Um, maybe I just am not a trendy guy. I'm not the kind of guy who can go to a trendy place and do trendy things with trendy people. I'm just a regular kind of suburban dad more comfortable watching his daughter play soccer on the weekend than hanging out with international celebrities. I mean, now, look, I got along with Colin Jost, and I met him before. Um, I got along with him. I, I'm a comedian. You, some of you know that. I'm, I do improv. I don't do stand-up because I just don't have the patience to, to work that stuff out anymore. I did it when I was younger. And I like uh, the improv process, uh, you know, Truth and Comedy. It's it's one of the best books ever written. Del Close, you should read it. Um, but it, it was a, a weird, weird experience. So I don't know. I thought I'd like to share that with you. I thought you might enjoy it.
I know it's not politics. I know it's a little different than what I talk about. Uh, if you listen to my radio show, I talk about this stuff on there a lot. Uh, I always do at least one segment on what's going on in uh, in the world that's not politics. I try anyway. I try to relate to my my navigating this crazy world, and that was a crazy night for me. It was odd because it was uh, it was the day of the bar hearing, and I was all worked up about it. I didn't have a TV appearance that day, um, because I was supposed to do radio. And it was, I just was all worked up. It was the day he was supposed to do the hearing. It was Thursday. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that little anecdote. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'll be back right after this. All right. I hope you liked that story. I'm interested to see what's going to happen this week, America. I know you're listening to this on a Tuesday, hopefully. Um, Going to be an interesting week. We're going to see how the Democrats pursue Bill Barr and what his response is and what the court's response is. I mean, that's really the the million-dollar question. Um, Really, the million-dollar question is, what is Chief Roberts going to do about this? Because we know that there are four solid R's on the Supreme Court that will do whatever the president says, two of them appointed by him. We know that there are four solid D's that are going to fight the president at every turn. The question is, what will Justice Roberts do? Well, we're going to find out very soon. And I just got to remind you all to seek the truth, America. Question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth that's out there. Thank you for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I'm Chris Hahn, and I'll be back again next week. Thanks again. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers.